Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Um, this week, we are reconnecting with one of my absolute favorite people in the whole wide world, uh, my cousin, Matt Rackers. Uh, Matt originally appeared on the podcast way back in episode number five. Um, in the in the first 10 when basically i interviewed a lot of my really close friends and family um in that episode we talked about matt's very first half marathon um and in this episode today we are going to talk about uh basically he did this trifecta event where one weekend he ran an obstacle course race the next weekend he ran that same half marathon and then finally he took on his very first trail race uh so three weekends in a row all doing all doing um some sort of endurance event and and yeah so we'll get we're actually just gonna jump right into the podcast today uh if you guys enjoy the show you can help us out in a couple ways you can go on itunes write a review or you can just go back, check out some of our previous episodes. Like I said, Matt was on before on episode number five. So if you enjoy our conversation today, uh, you can go back and check that one out. Um, let's get into it though. This is one of my. <laughs> this is one of. This is the, one of the conversations where I've smiled the most and laughed the most uh, in a in a long time. So let's. Jump right into the Like a Bigfoot podcast number 118 with Matt Rackers. One of my absolute favorite people in the whole wide world, my cousin, Matt Rackers. Welcome back to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, dude. Dude, I am just... I'm excited because i also feel like this is going to be an excuse to catch up because we haven't talked for <laughs> a little while and uh yeah. you know growing up i was an only child and i kind of felt like you know matt was the closest person to me in my family like one of my I one of my closest yeah. friends yeah yeah, yeah man. man i love that side of the family it's awesome yeah dude it's yeah it's pretty crazy but uh but yeah man so let's let's kind of get into it i want to ask you you did your first trail race a couple weeks ago and i have not heard the story and all i know is right before we started recording you said i'm still feeling the effects yeah (laughs) yeah so uh what i meant by that was actually so my wife hit me up tonight i just started like working out again um so like last night we went and did like our first actual workout back at lifting weights because i haven't been lifting weights for like six months yeah um just because i've been running a bunch so um we did that last night and like all day today man my feet are cramping up (laughs) and i'm like i know this is still from that race like i know i worked out last night but i didn't work out my feet and they still how do you how would you go about working out your feet (laughs) <laughs> um toe curls i dude i i bet people do it people like someone's listening out there and they're like man you don't know about feet workouts <laughs> yeah clearly <laughs> clearly we're missing out on a key body component do you think like if you just stood on a rock barefoot that would somehow work out your foot <laughs> i feel like that's just masochism that just sounds terrible. You're like, I totally watch, I binge watch Netflix, but while I'm doing it, I'm standing on a rock barefoot. <laughs> yeah. The real hardcore people do glass, but you know. Oh, that's true. They're, yeah, like in Die Hard, in honor of Die Hard. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, we got to stand on glass. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. So your feet were cramping up. My feet are cramping up. I finally, so uh, my hamstrings are finally healed. So I don't, um, so yeah, just kind of a, a little background on my race. So I, I know I had kind of told you I was going to do this, but I, I, for some reason, followed through. So I did my trifecta three weeks in a row. I did a, uh, what was it, a 10K, um, like, it wasn't a Tough mutter. I think it was a, a Rugged Maniac. Okay, um, so like an so obstacle did, course thing. Yeah, so did a 10K one weekend. The next weekend, I had a half marathon here in Columbia, Missouri. 
did uh, the Roots and Blues half marathon, and then the weekend after that was my uh, my first 25k trail race. What? So it's just like a build up of like, here we go. That's so cool, man. You know what's funny is I'm pretty sure the last time you did the podcast, which was like number five of the whole yeah. thing, um, I'm pretty sure you had just finished running your first half marathon at Roots and Blues. Yep. Nice. And then just you're like, I'm just going to add a bunch more now. Yeah. But so this is that was my second half marathon for the year. And uh, yeah, my first 25K. And then I've done uh, that mud run and another one this year. So is it just the idea of now that you've done a half marathon, you know, it's possible and now it seems a lot easier or or what? I think so. Yeah. Um, And that may have honestly worked against me um for these this year um just because so yeah i went into this year and uh, i don't know if you get if you do this but like at the beginning of every year i sit down like i write out my goals i normally try to make it 10 goals for the year okay what am i gonna do and like some of them are goofy some like one of them which i haven't achieved yet need to make that happen is uh wear a suit for no reason at all like just (laughs) one day wear a suit you gotta Uh, take you gotta take lauren out and just show up with a suit and she'll be so confused make it like absolutely no reason like i'm going golfing or something like you're gonna go golfing in a suit yeah why not that's awesome man just so that but that was one of my goals and then my other goal was to run a half another half marathon but to do it in under two hours okay um because the two that I ran prior, or what is that, my fifth one? That was my fifth half marathon. So the three that I'd run prior to this year um, were all like right on the cusp of two hours. So I was like two hours and eight minutes or something like yeah. that. Um, so I really wanted to break two hours this year. Yeah. Which unfortunately didn't quite make that happen. Whoa, where were you at? Uh, so the first one I ran this spring, I got. Uh, Two hours and eight minutes. Okay. So super close, but yeah. not quite there. I want to also point out that it sleeted on me for two miles, <laughs> which I was not prepared. It was in April. Like April in Missouri, you're not supposed to get snow and sleep, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, and then this last one I did, uh, it was two hours and like 13 minutes, I think. Okay. So yeah. you're getting there. You're getting super close. Yeah, I mean that's the like that's where I've hovered at throughout this entire thing. My first one I did two hours and like I think twenty five minutes or something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I have hung around that time frame, but uh, I've been just kind of plagued by injury, and I, I think that's what I meant by like knowing that I'm gonna finish it. Yeah, really kind of played against me because I didn't train probably the way I should have gotcha. preparing for these. Because the whole time I'm like, I know I'm gonna finish, you know. <laughs> like, I want to hit that goal, and I think I will. But I, uh, yeah, I probably should have trained more specifically for speed on yeah. that half marathon. Do you, do you like when you're running a half marathon race? Are you pushing like full, like maybe not 100, percent but like 80 to 90 percent? Are you like going fairly fast or? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm going probably not as fast as I could. I'm going more at a talking rate. You know, I normally find somebody that like, Hey, you're going about the same speed as me. Let's chit chat and, you know, get to know each other a little bit. Which is Uh, smart, which that's the smart move, right? Yeah. Here's, I was talking to our friend Brady who ran his second half marathon a couple weeks ago. And I was like, there's something about doing it smart. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But then there's also something about like, just from the beginning of the race, just being like, I'm going to go as hard as I can until I burn (laughs) out and see what happens. Yeah. I wanted it. So I'm going to have to do another one because I got to hit that two hour mark. It just, man, it irritates the crap out of me that I didn't get that. So, (laughs) um, but then in your mind too, are you like, oh, I just did a race last weekend and now i have another race next weekend like are you trying are you thinking about that at all or you know because if you have a goal to do this fast half marathon but then you're also setting you know doing a race right after yeah so that was on my mind and uh so i play uh rec league softball with a bunch of people do that every wednesday night um 
So the week in between, I'd kind of tweaked my hamstring like uh, three weeks before this trifecta thing, but it was pretty healed up. Um, and then the week before the half marathon, that Wednesday night, I pulled my right hamstring like nobody's business. Like, <laughs> so that was killing me. So I was mainly just thinking like, okay, find somebody, talk to somebody, make this a little bit less painful, and then just like see how fast you are. And the last three miles, if you get some juice, go ahead and see if you can uh, you can chug that in. Yeah, yeah. That dude. What uh, the other thing that's interesting is. You did three very different races. Like obstacle course is a whole different deal than a road half marathon, which is a whole different deal than a trail race. Yeah. Like how was that experience, man? Like, you know, was it interesting? Nothing compares to that trail race. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. No, like um, the road race, I think I've done enough of them now that like I knew what I was getting into. I knew the course. I mean, yeah. So it runs right by my house. So I was training on that actual course for the road race. But that trail race, man, that's that's another beast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know. So there's a lot of elevation change. I don't know what the Rockbridge Revenge elevation change was. But it was just kind of constant hills. Yeah. Um, which normally is, is a strong suit of mine. But so then... I, uh, during that half marathon, I slightly pulled my left hamstring too. So I went into Rockridge Revenge that 25K with like two pulled hamstrings, not really trained well enough. Yeah. It was, it was rough. How does one limp with two pulled hamstrings? Does <laughs> yeah. it just equal out and you walk normal? Yeah, man. I just, I just hurt every step. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Well, here's, I guess here's something. Cause I've ran a bunch in the Midwest and in Missouri. One of my favorite trails is, you know, out by our grandma's house. Um, oh, Binder, yeah, man. Yeah, Binder Lake Binder or Binder Lake yep. or something. Binder um, Lake. That's cool, and I p- think people don't realize the even though it's flat in the Midwest, like there are hills, yeah. and if you're constantly doing hills up and down, like that's pretty hard too. I know you're not doing like three mile climbs and three no, mile yeah. ascents, but you're just it's not level. Yeah, no, nothing was level at all. Like there were, there were cliffs almost, or not cliffs, but I was running up. Uh, so most of this race was kind of through river bottoms and back up onto cliffs and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, most of the time I was looking down a, a two hundred foot drop or looking up at the two hundred foot drop that I had to climb to the top of. Yeah. So it was, man. It was interesting. I mean, I think uh, that 25K was about 16 miles, and uh, it took me, like, what I do, three hours and 53 minutes or wow, something. Man. Yeah. Double amount of time, yeah. like, of that half marathon. It was... What did yeah. you think about, um, you know, going from a road race where there's a bunch of people out, it's like the ending is a big party, because like a... Yeah. barbecue and blues festival and then going to a trail race where i'm assuming there's like how many people were there was there a big crowd or so there were 200 people running um between the 50k the five or the 50k the 25k and the uh the 7k okay or seven mile i'm sorry yeah, yeah. so there was seven mile 25 and 50 and all together there were 200 people and the seven mile and the twenty five k, we all started together. And I think Bill Murray, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was hoping it was Bill Murray just for you to yell at Bill Murray because no one knows. <laughs> no one knows that that's your dog. Yeah, and like someone who was just listening might have been like. <laughs> Is, is he, he reprimanding Bill Murray? Is Bill Murray chewing on a squeak toy at his house? <laughs> well, yes, in fact, he is. <laughs> Bill Murray, stop it! He's <laughs> an honorary little wiener. That's right. Oh, uh, oh, dude, Bill Murray <laughs> used to get so excited when he'd see you that he'd just pee all over the floor. So Matt yes. and Lauren and his wife Lauren had to put, had to put dog underwear on him. Yeah, so I'm not going to brag, but he may or may not still do that occasionally. <laughs> Is that bragging? <laughs> no, not really, because I have to clean up dog piss. 
Um, uh, that's hilarious, man. Um, uh, whoo. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So you take off like, I don't know. It just trail races to me seem more intimate, more, there's less people doing it. So it's kind of more of a big deal. Um, yeah. not a big deal, but it's more of like a community feel, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Definitely. So, and I'm kind of the weird, like I'm probably the awkward guy during any kind of race because like when I'm running and Lauren tries not to run with me anymore because of this, but I'll, uh, like all the way along the course, I'll be trying to high five people and being like, Hey, what's going on? I sing a Kuna Matata at least two or three times (laughs) throughout the race, like out loud so that other people join in. And for me, it's just, yeah, like no matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah fun so like let's remind ourselves we're out here to have fun not just like this isn't just supposed to be torture yeah like and i think there are some people that that approach races like okay this is going to be torturous like let me just get my mindset right and i think now that here comes this giant guy singing akuna matata (laughs) yeah i had some guy turn around during the uh uh, the mud run and he turned around and was like oh my god you look like a gorilla coming at me and i was like i'm not sure that's a compliment man they're like it's not a wonderful phrase man <laughs> yeah. i'm trying to suffer no dude i yeah i guess i you know we talked about it a little bit in the first episode but like you know you're you're a tall dude yeah. Like, how tall are you, Matt? Because remember, our grandma growing up would always... We would always stand back to back, and you were two years younger than me. And you'd always be the same height. And I was like, how is this guy doing this? And then all of a sudden, you just shot up like a foot taller than me. I'm like, well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so I'm about 6'5". Okay. And uh, when I did those races, I, and I still, I'm about 275 pounds. Yeah. So, yeah, not your average runner build. <laughs> Which is hilarious, man, because your mom, Aunt Chris, yeah. is a runner's build. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, like she wins races. She's fast yeah. and tiny. Five foot ten, like 110 pounds, soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. It's so embarrassing. I, I told her she's not allowed to sign up for any more halves with me because she beats me every single time. Like, and not by like, oh, I crossed the line just before you. Like, I'm cooled down, got a blanket on, just chilling, waiting on you at the finish line. What's taking so long? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, man. But, dude, but, I, uh, I feel you, man. Like, there's something about when you're spreading positivity to other people out there. And yeah. it's it hopefully benefits them. But also, you know, selfishly, like, you feel better. It's the same as when... You're going into an aid station and you put a smile on your face and you thank people because yeah. that makes you feel better in that moment. Even if you feel terrible, it'll just take that terrible feeling away for like 10 seconds and you'll be like, oh, maybe I don't feel as bad as I thought. Yeah, exactly. And like the people at the aid stations, man, I don't know who these people are or how they hear about this to come do these things, but I want to help like give something back because those people were awesome, man. And you were just spot on with like ultra runner people you guys are nuts because like they showed up at the aid station so aid stations for the half marathons it's always like oh here's some gatorade or maybe a goo or something like that dude the aid stations for that 25k they had like bacon Uh and cookies and um watermelon like they had this huge spread looks like thanksgiving it was awesome yeah dude Uh, i worked at one this fall and we showed up with the the truck and the coolers with all the food and we were just like yeah man it was exactly like thanksgiving you're right it was just laying out all the trays of food all cutting up watermelons like everything and then man i gotta tell you this these ladies show up these uh, four ladies who are running the trail marathon together and they okay. all show up and this we're at least halfway through. We're probably like one of the last aid stations for the marathon. And nice. they're like, we're at, we're at mile 18. Let's bust them out. And I'm like, what are they talking about here? And they, <laughs> pull, <laughs> they pull out McDonald's cheeseburgers that they had bought in hours before. In oh fact, now that I think about it, maybe days before because they don't sell cheeseburgers for breakfast. You know, and they started eating yeah. them and I was like, oh my God, like 
the weird stuff you see at aid stations, man. And they were loving it. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. You know, <laughs> what a community of, of, of crazy middle-aged ladies eating McDonald's hamburgers. And then one lady's just like, what? Come on, McDonald's. And she looked down and there was ketchup on her hamburger. She's like, I asked her no ketchup. And I'm like, oh my God. You need yeah. I was like, you need to go back there and complain. <laughs> and be like, I just ran a marathon. You yeah. put ketchup on my hamburger? But anyway, sorry. <laughs> I digress. But you're right. There's a lot of food out there. What did you enjoy? What food? What was your food of choice? Uh, um, I don't even know, man. I'm pretty sure I sampled everything. They had yellow watermelon, so I just downed probably half a watermelon and then went on my way. What's yellow? I've never even heard of that. I, I don't know. It was delicious. <laughs> How, did it taste different or was it just yellow no it tasted different definitely really I, yeah it was weird it was like a i don't want to say lemony but it had a little lemon quality yeah. to it or like um like a honeydew watermelon huh. yeah it was awesome that's cool man did you find anyone to run with during this time or no, are you rocking are you rocking headphones or are you just taking it in or what so I had headphones for the first, like, I don't know, six miles or so on that uh, trail run. And it was good. I mean, I was listening to, like, Jack Johnson and, I don't know, whatever. Just, like, chilling uh, out music? Yeah. Just trying to, you know, kind of get my head on straight. And then uh, and then I took my headphones off and for, like, man, I think it was 45 minutes, almost an hour, I didn't see anybody. Like, Nobody pointing me in the right direction. <laughs> like, freaking nobody. So I'm looking around going like, man, am I, am I lost? Like, <laughs> yeah. I know those trails pretty well, but not well enough where I was at. Like, I looked around and I was like, okay. And there were like four or five times I was like, okay, if I don't see one of these uh, pink marker flags in the next like 200 yards, I'm just turning around <laughs> and trying to find my way back. Yeah. Did you get uh, lost at all or were you on trail? You know, Fortunately, I stayed on the trail, and they, they had it marked out pretty well. It was about every, like, 200 yards there'd be a, a marker flag. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely different because, like, like I was saying earlier, I kind of, like, I feed off the energy of other people when they're around and, like, high-fiving people. And then, yeah, I go, like, an hour without seeing anybody and just, like, in my own head looking around. It was nerve-wracking, man. I don't I guess I don't realize how little I'm alone with just myself and my thoughts. Um, so yeah, that was something I came away with from that race of like, okay, from now on when I'm running, especially trail running, I, I'm going to lose the headphones and just like try to enjoy being outside a little more and not feel uncomfortable out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, something about it. Like you just kind of do feel the peacefulness of nature and you real when you take the headphones out, you realize what you're running through. You're like, whoa, yeah. I'm running through the outdoors. When <laughs> when I guess it's weird because you're still running through the outdoors with headphones on, but you just don't realize it. You know, you're just like, you're just, you're almost distracted a little bit or yeah. like half your brain's in one spot um, and half your brain's in the other. So if you're listening yeah. to this and you're running on a trail right now, <laughs> I guess take your headphones out. I don't know. <laughs> or enjoy. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to give somebody like an offbeat rhythm so they screw up their footsteps. <laughs> like, oh, dang it, yeah. Matt! <laughs> what if it? What if it was just to get really trippy for a moment? What if it was Bill Murray, like the real one, and he's so confused because he's like, earlier he told me to stop squeaking a toy. <laughs> yeah, that son of a bitch! I just started running. <laughs> I'm not even a lifelong runner, but like, I wanted to yeah. get into this thing. God, I hope it is. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've thought on multiple occasions about getting a commemorative tattoo for Bill Murray. Uh, the dog or the person? Yep. Okay. Both? Bill Murray, the actor's face, but uh -huh. it would be to commemorate my dog, Bill Murray. Gotcha. Okay. So, like, kind of touch both bases there. I understand. I understand. <laughs> um, what did you think about when you're alone in the woods? Man, um, 
so I was kind of talking to you about this earlier of how much I work and all that kind of thing. So a lot of what I thought about was work, which is like this just sad, sad thing. Um, but it's kind of, so my work is, so for anyone that doesn't know me, I, I run my own business. Um, so it's kind of a, almost a passion project in and of itself. Like it is my, my baby essentially. So I'm, I'm constantly thinking about work. So that was definitely something I thought about for probably 20 or 30 minutes of just like, okay, where's the business at right now? What am I doing with things? How are things going? Whatever. And then honestly, I like recognized that I was thinking about work and I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, this is my downtime. Let me focus on other things. So, um, then I, so just started thinking about life goals more just, uh, what I want to do, what Lauren and I want to do with our lives, where we want to be. I don't know. Just everything kind of around. I mean, um, anything and everything that's going on in my life just kind of contemplated on that. It was a really serene moment. Like when I saw somebody, when that started, I was really nervous of like not seeing people and like getting lost. And then when I, I finally did some see somebody, unfortunately, they, like I had this thought of crap, they're running the same direction as me, so like they're gonna be around me for a while. I was enjoying being alone. Yeah. Finally. So yeah. I think that uh that's all that I was thinking about was just kinda myself. I was being really selfish. No, man. I mean it's that you're right, dude. You have that time. That's what I think you know, I think if people haven't tried a long trail race like that like if someone or even just any trail race really but once like i guess the way you described it is for the first six miles you were listening to stuff but then yeah. after that you're in that zone and you can get your brain it's relaxing i don't it's weird to describe if people don't do it because yeah. i think people would be like wait a second you just said there's like hills and like you're lost and like it seems really stressful and you're probably tired because you're already past six miles you know, but it, you get to a point where I guess the trail just becomes like the norm for yeah. a few hours. And since you're like, well, I have nothing else to do except like go forward. Like it does yeah. relax you. Yeah. I, so my father-in-law actually was at our house after I did the half marathon. He was in town for the, the music festival and he actually asked me about like, okay, so do you get this this like runner's high, which I don't know if some other people feel this like euphoric um, high that I've I've had described to me. I don't get euphoric any anyway or like feel like I'm stoned or anything. But I would describe that like that intense just like solidarity in in my own mind of like okay if that's what i want to think of as a runner's high yeah that's that was pretty awesome yeah yeah man so. and i think i i know for me personally like i need that time like just to yeah. get things straight in my head you know if there's something that's really stressful that's going on that i'm i really am like i need to actually think about this and process it like i'll just go for a longer run and yeah. be like, okay. And then like set the intention. I don't do this every time. Like I listen to stuff, you know, for a lot of runs too. You know, I'm listening to music or podcasts or something. But like if it if there is this these stresses in my life, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go out and I might not solve all of my problems, but I'm <laughs> at least going to take time to think about them. Yeah. Which is interesting. Definitely. So. I was listening to to Tony Robbins. Do you ever listen to his podcast or anything? I haven't. Or? No, I know he. I know of him, and I know he's like, uh, like has affected a lot of people and whatnot. But I haven't listened yeah. to that. So I started listening to him actually on our drive back from uh, from Asheville. Lauren passed out, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to Tony Robbins. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he, so he's he's a big preacher of like okay spend your he does 30 minutes every morning just like sitting in utter silence being thankful for stuff and thinking about stuff and just spend 30 minutes absolutely silent every day um i'm not that dedicated but i have been doing like 10 minutes every morning yeah. and uh like i do it on my commute i've got a 25 minute commute so i just click off the radio i'm, I'm driving so technically i'm still thinking about that but yeah. like 
yeah, man, that kind of time just sitting in silence is is awesome. And like, I I didn't do that prepping for these runs. And I wish looking back, because I listen to music almost every single time. Looking back, I wished I would have done that, especially after experiencing that during the actual run. Like, I think that probably would have uh, would have really been something for me to experience. I don't know. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know if you get this because I know growing up, you did a lot of hunting and like sitting and I, I i i know you still do probably but like when you're sitting in this deer stand and it's like completely silent and you're just in the woods for all morning long like did you get that then like was it similar to that oh, or yeah. not very much so yeah so it's actually deer season right now now that you say it <laughs> uh, so i need to get out in a deer stand uh but yeah i haven't been been working too much but uh but yeah man it was definitely very much the same thing. And I find now that like now that I have cell service everywhere, I, I get in this habit of like pulling out my cell phone, even when I'm on the deer stand. Yeah. So like, uh, I know last year I did this of just, I leave it in the truck or at the cabin or something like that. If I'm going out hunting, I, I leave it away so that I can have that time to just enjoy one, just the beauty. Like it's hard to describe how beautiful things are. And like, it was turning to fall during that run. So all the trees were just starting to kind of turn colors and stuff like, man, it was gorgeous out there. Yeah. So yeah, I think, uh, I think hunting is very much the same way. Cause yeah, you're sitting there for up to three hours, just literally sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so naturally your mind races. It's like that time when you're trying to go to bed and try to calm your mind. So it, obviously that's when you come up with the greatest invention in the world or you know yeah like right before you're about to fall asleep you you have the option of like okay i can fall asleep in this moment or i can write down the greatest invention in the world <laughs> and i know if i fall asleep i'm gonna forget the greatest invention in the world and then you're like do i fall and then but then if you don't fall asleep you're up for like at least 40 more minutes Yep. And then you realize all you thought of was kitten mittens and it's not <laughs> anywhere. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's like you wake up the next morning and you're like, <laughs> you're like a box that holds umbrellas. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I stayed awake for. Yeah. Never worth it. I was like working out the patents for that, man. Uh <laughs> yeah dude that's interesting i think that's uh, i don't know man i just i would be curious if you trained for another race and you went out and you intentionally like made most of your runs through the woods which i know is difficult because it adds more time like you have to drive to the trailhead you know and i don't know how far it is from your house at this point but yeah so we're really fortunate actually and i think that's so I'm hesitant to do another run. Um, what I'm looking at now is, like I was saying earlier, I haven't worked out and lifted weights and done any kind of weight training or anything but running for the last six months. And I think I'm looking back now at those races and thinking, man, that really didn't benefit me, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think that was actually a really big hindrance because I didn't feel strong on hills. Um and, and quite honestly, I'm stiffer than I ever have been before whenever I was weight training on top of it. Yeah, man. Uh, Can I brag so I, about you for a second? You, yeah, well, you described like your 6'5", like 270. And yeah. you can do a full pistol squat, which if you don't know what a pistol <laughs> squat is, it's a dude. I Like you're balancing on one leg. I remember when we went to Asheville and we camped. You were balancing on one leg and you did a full whole entire pistol squat and then you did it a couple of times. I'm like, dude, that's I, it was seriously like one of the most impressive athletic feats I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you really need to go see some gymnastics or something because <laughs> I am not that impressive. Uh, but you're you were you're right. You were like super. You're really flexible. And, you know, I, I have been right now, man. I don't feel like I am. I feel like not doing weight training and not doing the yoga that I used to do. Yeah. I've lost a lot of that training for these races. Like I have a hard time touching my friggin' toes yeah. right now. I understand, uh, man. It, you can get to the point where you just, it's for me, 
when I like when I feel the best is when I'm in balance between those three things, running, yoga and lifting. And yeah. I feel the absolute best as an athlete when I have those in balance. And I haven't had those in balance for a little uh, quite a while at this point. Yeah. So I'm kind of uh, I'm looking to the year ahead. I know I'm a little premature here, but uh, but I'm probably not going to do another half this year. So yeah. unfortunately, that's one goal I won't make. But uh, I've also kind of gone above and beyond in, in, in my running career for the year. So I think I'm good for for that goal. But I think that is going to be uh, a goal that I just go ahead and reset for next year. Um, and this year, I think that's what I'm going to do is more of a training program based around a, a holistic and uh, a whole approach to, to just health, not just like, okay, let me hammer away at running and see yeah. how I can do, you know? Yeah. The thing that's hard for me is I like being outside so much. And yeah. when you're talking about weight training and going to the gym, like I enjoy that. I do enjoy that a lot, but I'm like, man, I just wish I could be out in the sun right now, you know, yeah. outside doing this and you know there are obviously options for that where you could go outside and do body weight stuff but i don't know yeah. it's just something about being outside and it's the same for me with like swimming i would love to become really good at swimming uh, yeah. instead of like sub average <laughs> like i am but it's just i'm like man i just like being outside and i i don't know where there's an outdoor pool i guess yeah you can always find a lake man i that's true. <laughs> You're making me think of so when I was in college, I uh, I worked at a gym, and that's like how I paid my bills or whatever. But I always biked or ran to and from work because it was just a few miles, um, and there was a trail in between me and work. So it, I always like I felt so weird because I was a personal trainer and telling people like, "Oh, you got to come to the gym, man. You got to <laughs> be at the gym because I got to make money and I got rent to pay." <laughs> <laughs> but I would find ways. You add like, that in like the tiny writing at the bottom of your card. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, hey, by the way, I want to pay for beer this weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, I would find ways like on my run because I had a trail. It was in between there. And I would find ways to not work out in the gym because, man, I got to the point where I was spending like, you know, six hours a day in the gym. Yeah. And the gym gets boring. Like as good as it is as a foundation, it got boring for me. So I would find ways. I found like different sticks or rocks on my on my run to and from work. So like for a while there, and I was really into Arnold Schwarzenegger at the time. So don't hold this against me. You can me, always be into Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. I, well, I mean, he has his days, <laughs> but um, he. Uh, I pictured him in, uh, oh, what was the movie where he carried the log? God, I don't even remember it anymore. But there's this iconic Wait, hold on. Scene. Let's ask. We, we don't have to think anymore, dude. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Movie where, yeah. I'm typing into Google, Arnold yes. carried, I guarantee you this is going to come up, dude. And you want to know oh, why? Yeah. Because I was doing this, like, Where's Waldo-esque book with my daughter. And it's like a frozen one. And it's like it was the easiest Where's Waldo ever. But there was one thing in the entire book I couldn't find. And I looked for seriously like a half an hour. I'm like, where's the wishbone? I couldn't find the wishbone. And so okay. I went to Google and typed it in. I'm like, wishbone in frozen book. And there was like other parents who also did that. Dude, <laughs> you get halfway through Wishbone and it's like in this book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there, if you type in movie where Arnold carried a log, there's a whole lot of pictures of Arnold carrying a log in Commando. Yes. So there okay. you go. So I would picture him and I would carry, like, I had a log, a log that I just kind of picked out. And I would like throw it by the trail side and I'd throw it or I'd carry it to work and then I'd carry it back from work. And that was how I like I got my workout in not in the gym and I could feel OK about that. Yeah. So the other people in Columbia are like, there's the guy carrying a log again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so <laughs> Singing that, Akuna Matata. <laughs> yeah, I did that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You remember when Vibram's, the little finger toe yeah. shoes, yeah, yeah. first came out? So I was poor and in college and couldn't afford those. But everybody was like, like, yeah, in your shoes, you need to be barefoot. 
So the closest thing I had to that was leftover wrestling shoes. So that's what I would trail run in with this log. Just like looking back, I looked like a buffoon because I was. No, man, that's cool, though, because that's making do with what you got, you know, like fun. You know, I guess technically you had a gym membership because you could have went to the gym. But in my opinion, a guy carrying a log for a workout like, dude, picking up a log, like the action of picking it up. Is hard. It's really hard, and it uses a whole bunch of muscles. And then the act of balancing it, like on yeah. your shoulder, like your abs, your core, your back's engaged. Like that's a hard workout, man. So no, I have oh, yeah. nothing but respect for you, you log carrying <laughs> lunatic. Yeah, I probably had the cops called on me a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's just something. It's. And I don't want to like put a damper on your, you're going to the gym, which you're about to start. Like I totally, it's fun. Like there's something fun about going and getting like a really hard workout in a gym. Like that's, there's something fun about that too. It's just for me, it's diff. I think it's difficult out here in Colorado because it's sunny a lot of days, you know? And if it's sunny, I'm like, well, I should be outside. Like, you know, enjoying the sun. I have this Midwest attitude of every day is not sunny so if it's sunny i need to be outside yeah yeah i mean that's fair enough dude like i was saying it's i'm still used to the missouri weather so you know it may be late april and it could sleet on you so yeah yeah, it's a nice day you better be taking advantage of it because you only get so many and it could change in 20 minutes yeah yeah what kind of uh what kind of strength are you looking to build Man, so um, I have a hard time going in a gym and not trying to like do my old bodybuilding workouts or do my football workouts and that yeah. kind of thing. So um, I think now I'm more looking to uh, just be healthy overall. I'm I'm looking at turning 30 this year. Sadly enough, Dude, everything's about to start hurting. It oh god, it already does. So. <laughs> Um, I think more, I'm just like, okay, I I do have to realize I'm not getting any younger. So it's more of at this point, let me get strong. Let me get to a point where like I can comfortably, you know, I'm not looking to get crazy. I want to be able to squat 300 pounds again and pause for a second. Your quote was, I'm not looking to get crazy. I want to squat 300 pounds, which is a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you're also, again, like you said earlier, I'm 270, so <laughs> that's not that much, really, to me. But being super tall, like, squatting's hard for tall people, I think. Yeah, but I think, so I've always, like, joined in on sports that really aren't good for people of my body type. Like, <laughs> I love rock climbing. You I do, like I remember. we, Dude, I, we rock climbed and you belayed me. And I was so yeah. scared because it was my first time actually rock climbing on a wall, like an actual <laughs> cliff. And I was yeah. like, what if I fall? What if Matt can't catch me? And I'm like, Matt can catch you, dude. Like, logically, <laughs> think about it, like. He can catch you. Think about the pure science of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's true, man. That's interesting. Why do you think that is? I mean, those are just fun sports, but. I don't know. I think so. Um, you and I, last time I was on here, we talked a lot about what you always called the, uh, the meathead mentality. Uh-huh. And I think that's more of what it is for me is I look at something and it's not so much like, um, that I just fall in love with those sports and that's what I want to go do. I think it's more of like, Hey, I'm not supposed to be able to do that. So let me go do that. Yeah. Uh, it, I've kind of always had this mindset of, I want to prove people wrong about what I can or can't do. Um, and kind of, so I'll backtrack a little bit. One of my best examples of that is whenever I quit playing college football. Um, and, uh, so my college coach, yeah, he wasn't maybe the nicest guy in the world, um, and I clearly was not doing well. So I quit college football whenever I was pretty much failing out of school my freshman year of college, um, getting terrible grades, partying way too much, um, and just like not being a, an upstanding student and definitely not a good athlete. 
Um, I mean, I was practicing and doing everything I needed for athletics, but student-wise was going downhill. So my uh, offensive line coach told me, hey, like, that's fine. We're happy to see you go at this point. Like, it's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. He held no punches. He literally uh, was like, we're happy to see you go. Yeah, because they were – so I was a scholarship athlete, and they were like, yo, at we North, want our – It was Northwest Missouri State, right? Yeah, Northwest Missouri State. It was State a Bears. really good program. Yeah, they're awesome, man. And like, um, and, and I can't I, – I hold some things against this coach, but the program in and of itself did awesome. The athletes that have came out of there were incredible people. Um, but this coach looked at me, and like, this was a, a very like sombering moment for me because he was like, yeah, you could probably be a decent athlete but you're probably never going to graduate from college. So it doesn't really matter to me. And he said, I've seen people like you, you're going to fail out of college and just like go home and, and do whatever. Whoa. And he, so he tells me this in our final conversation ever. Now I still haven't talked to the guy since then, but I left there and I was like, man, I'm really kind of just screwing up a great opportunity that I have. Yeah. Um, and athletics, I mean, honestly, I'm glad that I quit when I did, but, uh, or I was escorted into quitting, however you want to call that. Um, but right this way to quitting. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but his, like him saying that to me just put so much more drive. So whenever I, uh, whenever I did graduate from, uh, University of Missouri here, I wanted so bad and I couldn't find the guy's address. I wanted to send him an, an invite to my graduation. <laughs> and like, so I think that's kind of just explains to a perfect way of like, man, anytime somebody says like, Hey, you're probably not going to do that. I'm like, Oh, but I probably will. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just spiteful and stubborn. So that's all right, man. There's nothing. <laughs> if you're being stubborn and spiteful in a way that improves yourself. I don't think there's anything negative about that, you know? I don't think so. I, I honestly would love to thank that coach now. Um, I may call him a few choice words during that thanking process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I've always, uh, I've always thrived off of people telling me I can't do something or like I'm not built to be a rock climber. I'm like, okay, that's fine, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's interesting, man. It's, uh, I can't wrap my head around going up to a, a kid and like, I know you're a freshman in college, but like you're still a kid at that point and being oh, like, yeah. because I've seen examples in the past who are totally different people than you, but you kind of remind me of them. I think you're going to go down the exact same path. I'm like, no dude, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Like I'm a middle school teacher. I've seen a lot of similar behaviors amongst kids, but like there's always qualities that, you can try to build up and help them achieve rather than just being like, you're going to fail. Cause you remind me yeah. of Steve from two years ago. <laughs> yeah. But Steve was a real asshole. That's so true. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I couldn't imagine that I I'm the same way. I, I would much rather. And like for the guys that I work with day in and day out, I, I always try to, to build up before I tear down. Um, or, if I have to tear down, I don't want to ever because <laughs> it doesn't benefit. Like at no point of you ever saying something negative to somebody, is it ever going to actually help them? Well, okay. So I'm a bad example for my prior story, but I just don't think it helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it doesn't, but you're right. Like there are those people. Here's the way I look at it. Cause I'm I, like I said, I'm a teacher. So I'm like, okay, here's the deal. Kids, here's what we remember. We remember our like amazing, awesome, super supportive, super caring teachers. And then we remember the teachers who said something like that. And you remember those, the worst teachers. And I'm like, man, you could either be the best teacher in these kids eyes, or you can be the worst teacher. And they're going to remember stuff like, Oh yeah. They, they will remember, they'll remember how you made them feel in that moment. And like, but but yeah, that's a weird question, man. Is it a bad thing to have that experience of someone telling you you can't do it? When ultimately, if that's what drives you, is that a bad thing? For me, no. Um, and I think, so just especially back on, on running, to think about that. So my dad is not uh, a runner, never has been 
probably never will be. <laughs> um, and he, he like, he's built very similar to me, you know, six, four, six, five, whatever hefty guy. Um, and he, he's constantly telling me while I'm training for these races too, which is great motivation for me, but he's like, you're not a runner. Like you're tearing your knees up doing irreparable damage to your knees and stuff. You shouldn't be doing this. And I'm like, okay, I understand. So, so do it more is what, is what you're telling me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's what everyone says, man. They all, it's all always the knee thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, I know. Your knees are never going to hold up. And I'm like, yeah. And it, (laughs) I always use the example of, of my dad, you know, he's, he's never been a runner and his knees are just trash. So I'm like, well, I mean, if they're going that direction anyway, I might as well do something with them. Yeah. Um, I think by doing something with them, you actually help them, if that makes sense. I don't know. This is with no scientific evidence. And you always go online and there's like, if you type in knees and running, there'll be like 10 articles about how it's bad. And there'll be 10 articles about how it's good. And you're like, well, don't know how to figure this one out. Yeah. Man, I think it's like anything else. If you're running and not taking care of yourself, it's going to tear you up. Yeah. Um, if you're running and, and like I was saying, I'm, I didn't take care of myself before this race that well. Um, but I feel like before I do the next one, if I do it appropriately and take care of myself, stretch, hy- hydrate appropriately, um, I feel like it's it can't do anything but benefit you. It's like working out. Yeah, you're tearing them down. But your muscles rebuild. Your body's an incredible organism, or like, yeah, organism that like, it's made better under more stress. Yeah. So I don't see how how running could hurt your knees, but I am only a doctor on TV. So. <laughs> <laughs> Side note: Matt is not a doctor on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, like a couple last things. Like, where do you find time? to train like you you run your own business and i know from my friends who run their own businesses i mean it's i think there's a lot of positives about running your own business but there's also a lot of like going home at night and not being able to let it go because you're you're the guy like if you're not doing it no one's doing it you know yeah yeah um so Finding the time to train is difficult. I think um, I do more and more of it while I'm at work. Um, so what I do is uh, moving and light carpentry stuff. We do office furniture. Um, so a lot of what I do is loading and offloading trucks. So what I do, and some of my guys uh, think I'm kind of nuts sometimes, but like we'll be unloading a truck, and instead of kind of going at the normal pace and just staying comfortable with it, um, I'll find a way to say like, okay, I'm going to jog in between, you know, I'll bring uh, one box of chairs or a desk inside, set it down. And then I'm going to jog back out to the truck gotcha. and get the next one and scoop it out. So I'm, I may be running laps around people. Um, and again, I look like a crazy person, but so I work it in that way. And then, uh, my Saturday mornings are normally my workout time. That's when I get a good, good, big workout in. Cause, uh, I got nothing going on yet. I've answered all the issues from Friday and uh, nothing's come up. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's definitely hard to find time. I mean, during uh, us talking here, I've checked my email three times. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's the, you got to break away though, man. It, it's, it's good for your, your psyche and uh, I, I have to. So, yeah, you find the time, you make the time, you make it a priority and just make it happen. Yeah. Is there any tips? I mean, I just think a lot of people like we're all all of us have things going on in our lives and you have to figure out like what am I going to spend my like you have like they say the phrase is spend your time like you have yeah. you have 24 hours how are you going to use it like do you have any advice for people like how do they make time to do these things and like you're right they are it's a selfish thing to do to be like I'm gonna go out and run for an hour. But I feel the benefits of that, like, reverberate through the rest of my life. 
Absolutely. So I'm, uh, I would love to be a morning guy more often. I used to work out a lot in the mornings. Um, and I think that is something that is going to be another one of my yearly goals coming up is to get back on my morning train. Um, but yeah, I think as far as finding the time before you spend it elsewhere, I think it's just like if you were spending your money, you have to prioritize what you're going to spend your money on. Um, and I think rather than saying, oh, I'm going to spend my money on rims for my car, instead it's like, oh, let me save that money and spend it on health insurance. I think yeah. this is a very similar thing of rather than spending my time um, maybe, uh, I don't know, drinking at a bar the night before with my buddies or um, watching Game of Thrones or something for three hours one night, Instead, spend your time getting rest so that the next morning you can spend that on your health insurance, which would be your running or your 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 working out or that kind of thing. Or f- for me right now, um, I prioritize my business over a lot of things. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, unfortunately, over top of my own health. Yeah. As far as exercise, so um, yeah, I mean, I could pr- reprioritize and probably am going to to look to do that in my yearly or in my quarterly goals also, but. Um, yeah, prioritizing things, man, is just paramount to any kind of success for anything, business, health, anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. That's that's good. I I would regret not telling one final story on here, because um, oh. it's my it's one of my favorite things ever. And maybe it was something that you had to be there for. I think you might know where this is going. Um, is this a booger shot comment? No. Oh, the booger shot. No, but we could tell that. I convinced Matt at a bar once to go order a booger shot. I was like, they're really good. Or no, I didn't. My friend Emily did. Yeah. And then you ordered it and it looked silly. <laughs> it does exist. Um, I have since created one. It is delicious. Oh. And if Emily listens to this, tell her she is more than welcome to have one. <laughs> no, man, I want to, it's my favorite. It's, it, it's the moment I've laughed the hardest in like four years. It was on mancation four years ago. We did something called mancation where a bunch yeah. of us, a bunch of people of my friends flew to Asheville, um, North Carolina, and we camped out and it was in the fall. Uh, actually it was everyone who's been on the show, which just shows you that I've, uh, just do the show, uh, sometimes with my, with my buddies. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Calvin, Travis and Brady and you. And anyways, and we, uh, me and Travis and you were the first people there. So we we're camping out and we're like, let's wake up. And climb this mountain, Mount Pisgah, and watch the sunrise. It's going to be amazing. And for whatever reason, we got up at like 4.30 in the morning to climb this. It was, it, oh, dude, we got up at like 3 a.m. <laughs> you insisted that's how long it would take. And we were all like, okay, yeah, sure. I thought the sun was going to come up at like 5.45. And yeah. I guess the end of the story is that we did summit the mountain. And we sat up there for two hours in the freezing cold because it didn't rise to like 7:45 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it was frigid. But on top of it, think about the rap battles that would have never happened. That's true. We were rap battling each other on a mountain waiting for the sunrise. Uh if you haven't done that, I would highly suggest it. Um but my favorite moment ever was we're getting in the car to drive to the trailhead. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Travis are sitting in the front seat. So we sit down and Matt, you sit in the back. And like I said, I don't know if this translates into a funny story, which I probably shouldn't <laughs> say before telling the story. But yeah, anyways, wow. Matt sits in the back and he's sitting there. Like I turn around and talk to him and stuff. And then we hear the door close back there. So I'm like, all right. And we start driving down the road and me and Travis are like in this conversation for at least two minutes with each other. <laughs> and I don't know what we were talking about, but we were like deep in conversation at like 3.30 in the morning. And he <laughs> he hands me this water bottle. I take a swig of it. And I go like, <laughs> I go, hey, Matt, do you want some water? And we turned around and looked in the back seat and <laughs> nobody was there. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
off, and I took off running like a madman, thinking I'm going to catch a car, which didn't happen. You were like, so you got in the car, and before you closed the door, you you realized you left something at the tent, right? Yeah, I think I left my hat, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go grab my hat. And then but I just, you didn't like, say that. You didn't say that. You literally sat in the car and were like, hey, Matt, and you're like, hey, and then you thought to yourself i gotta get my hat and then you left the car and slammed the door and we just assumed that meant you slammed the door because you're in it yeah no no instead i had to i started walking and like as soon as you guys got out of sight i was like i wonder how long it's gonna be before they realize i'm not in there with them and it was like at least two and a half minutes it was so <laughs> funny man like turning the moment we turned around and nobody's sitting in the back seat and, and we're holding this water bottle out to nobody like we're like hey do you want some water matt <laughs> <laughs> we laughed so that was the like dude first of all that camping trip i'm oh. my face hurt from smiling like we laughed the whole entire like three days of it yeah, if there does happen to be another mancation to get planned, I'm all in. All right. I don't care where, when, or I'm there. Dude, I'll so. plan it. I'll plan one for sure coming up. But yeah, man, that made me uh, that made me laugh so hard. So I guess even if it's not like a super translatable funny story, I wanted to put <laughs> it on the podcast so I have it recorded for the future so I can listen to it and just be like, yeah. oh, I wish yeah. I could. Travis's face when he listens to this too. Oh, dude, it was. Travis and I still talk about it at least once a month. But remember <laughs> when we just left Matt at the campsite at three thirty in the morning, walking up the road? Because then now yeah, that I think about it, like, guys. <laughs> guys, wait for me. Because <laughs> now that I think about it, if someone else would have driven by at that moment, like, oh, yeah. of you walking by yourself. Uh, like off the Blue Ridge Parkway in like the Total dark of freak. night. Yeah. And I, I did have like this little battery powered lantern that put out the light of like oh, yeah, half bug, like nothing at all. Yeah. 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 Dude, that was so funny. And you're like the nicest guy because you got in the car and you're like, hey, why'd you guys leave? <laughs> and we're like, we're so sorry, man. We thought you were in here. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna fix it. That's what I'm saying, man. You don't get angry, but yeah, dude. Well, thank you for coming on the show, man. Uh, any like other lasting thing you definitely need to say? Um, you know, first, I think during your mud run, I saw your sister, and I did your mom, and did Lauren do it yeah. too? No, just me, ugly and mama. Yeah. Uh, uh, run and uh, so Katie's getting into running. If she listens to this, she needs to be running more. Um, which I don't know why I pressure her like that. Dude, but. she's too busy carrying deer on her back right now. <laughs> yeah, they're like they've got like uh, dogs that are sniffing them out and blood trail dogs. And people hire them right to go find their deer. Yeah, that's what they're doing during that's deer so season cool, now. Man, that's that's really cool. That's like doing what you like doing a passion of yours and turning it into uh like a way to make money which is cool yeah that's what i'm trying to look at right now is what uh what's my passion that i can start making money on so uh as much as my business is my passion right now i think uh things will naturally change one day and yeah. uh i want to see what that is so hopefully yours will be your podcast and running ultras and yeah man i'm Katie's cool never making a dime off this thing just to tell you like it's allowed me to talk to so many really cool people and like you know dude like we see each other at least once a year usually but like being able to sit down and just be like i'm gonna call my cousin matt up for an hour and talk with him about <laughs> random stuff and remember the time we left him <laughs> Like that's, well, that's something like that God is worth forward. so much more than money to me. Like, and I don't even know if, if people make money on podcasts, but like, I wouldn't change this whole experience for like anything at this point. Well, I think it's awesome, man. What are you at? You're almost at a year and a half now. Yeah. You're going to be episode 118. So nice. dude, I, that's mind blowing. And you're coming on right after I talked to you, the real Forrest Gump. Yeah, no pressure or anything here. <laughs> Jeez Louise. No, uh, if I could leave anyone with a lasting comment, I'd say use you as an example, man, because you're like the, the 
paramount in my world of my friend group of like people that that set a goal and then like do all the steps to get there not just like my meathead mentality of like hey i'm gonna set this goal and then like an idiot actually go do it yeah so um (laughs) yeah that would be my listen to the podcast and follow what he says that'd be my my exiting words that's (laughs) awesome man well hey you're the best dude i you're like you're just a wonderful human so thank you man (laughs) good talking (laughs) all right see ya That'll do it for the show this week. Thank you, Matt, for uh, sharing your stories on here. Um, I hope you guys listening out there. I hope you took away a lot of a lot of things from Matt. I mean, there's a lot of you know lessons to be learned there and and uh, good stuff. But uh, <laughs> for me, I just took away you know the feeling of having a good conversation with my cousin. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, it was super fun for me. So, um, you know, and obviously Matt, Matt inspires me. He's an, he's an incredible athlete. Um, and like he said in the show, it's just, it's interesting because he takes on these events that he is not necessarily built for, you know, he's a, He's a dude who's built to be like a defensive lineman in football or built to be, you know, uh, like a dude who's, you know, you ever see those like mountain man things where people like saw stuff super fast and carry around giant logs. He's built like that. (laughs) He could totally carry around. Well, I guess we did talk about carrying around giant logs in the conversation in the podcast, but uh, he could totally do that. Um, he could be one of those strong men picking up giant stones and whatnot. So, uh, so you know, to take on three endurance events in three weekends is so incredibly impressive to me, um, which rocks. And, you know, he's always been my little cousin who's always been way bigger, like taller than me. <laughs> so, uh yeah, it was awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, all right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, like I said in the intro, if you want to help us out, leave us a review on iTunes, um, or you can just go back and check out some of our old episodes. I promise you guys will find something you will enjoy. Um, you know, there's all sorts of all sorts of fun stuff uh, in our back catalog. So, All right, uh, that's going to do it. I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and we'll get back at you next week.